0: Off-road dirt bike instructors Jimmy Lewis and Logan talk about arm pump and how to combat it, the science behind bar bins, they debate the necessity of gloves, air forks for spring forks, adventure bike tires, and many other topics on the show.
1: Taco Moto. So you've heard us talk about Taco Mike on the show. He's been a guest host a few times. Taco Moto Co., that's how you find him on the web, sells a lot of the kind of cool and unique tuning products that you need to get your emissions-compliant bike running up to snuff. So if you have questions, he has answers, and he can also sell you the stuff. So if we can't answer the question here, which we hope we can, maybe he can answer the question over there, and he can also sell you the parts that you might need to get your especially KTM or Husky dual-sport bike uh, running like a champ. Anyways, it's takomoto.co Now, here's the show. Okay, live from Pahrump. This is uh, Tuesday night's favorite motorcycle show that's happening right here and right now. It's Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. My name is Jimmy Lewis. This is Logan Tyler and you hear it don't you it's your phone
2: yeah it's your phone
1: i told you this i told you this two minutes ago (laughs) one of these days this is the 99th show okay so you blame me 99 times and you probably 30 that that we can't (laughs) kick this show off without having some sort of technical difficulty here fix something this is travis and travis ate it and i found his visor on the floor and i didn't vacuum it up so doing a lot of cleaning around here um, Tech Talk Taco Tuesday is the show Where we answer your motorcycle And motorcycle uh, Product related questions um, This is our 99th time Doing this uh, And it's amazing That it's it's actually gotten A little bit better I've been doing a little bit of research I, I went and um, went and looked at uh, some old episodes And I mean they're horrible <laughs> <laughs> Um they, there, there's there been some improvements but there's, there needs to be a lot more and so the theme of this show is going to be improvements and we're going to ask the 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 live listeners, the ones that are watching on Facebook right now we're going to ask them for some suggestions because yeah. at show 100 I'd like to make either we're either going to keep doing it the same way and it's just going to be the same shit show that this has um, been or it's going to get kicked up a notch to levels that I sent you some uh, podcasts that I wanted you to l- look at and listen to. So this thing has a couple different forms. Um, of course, it was originally designed to be a podcast so you could listen to it. Because who wants to really sit there and look at Jimmy Lewis, blah, 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 blah. I mean, you pull chicks <laughs> uh, as far as you know, we've proven on this show. Um, but we don't really see it in the... On the thing, we just know it happens in the real world because we've seen this. Uh, so we're just trying to get um make the show better. Um, Logan, my co host, was known for not saying anything, and your job was to do what
0: drink while you drink liquids.
1: Wait, no, no, you didn't get that right. I mean, you blew that talk
0: while you drink liquids, Mm -hmm.
1: Mm. and exactly. And 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 so, even though you don't, you can't explain what you do, you're actually pretty good at it. And this show is brought to you by? Um, KTM. Okay.
0: And they're powered by a distinct ready-to-race mentality. KTM is the world's leading high-performance street and off-road motorcycle manufacturer. With North American headquarters based in Marietta, California, over the years, KTM has built a reputation as a fierce competitor on the racetracks around the world. And the brand's remarkable global success is reflected in every product it develops and every move it makes.
1: That's we should go back so this is one oh, thing yeah. we could go. Go back in the archives and find the original read when I made you made you do that. And it was painful. Yeah. I mean, I and you know, and I, I knew it was a you know, these are learning experiences. Uh, but yeah, I um I wrote a KTM today. Did you ride a KTM today? Uh no. No. Yeah, I rode my uh KTM three fifty back and forth between here and the mobile home on the next lot uh, <laughs> next door because it has a recluse clutch in it. Yeah. And what's really awesome, okay, Recluse is another one of uh, the people that help us out, sponsors. I got a I got an email fr- back from a guy, and I'll read that in a few minutes. You know what's awesome about a Recluse clutch is you can carry stuff so easy on your motorcycle. Even a cat. I carried my cat, which which I'm trying to teach it uh, a little bit. So one time I was carrying paint brushes and and things over, and I carried my cat back here. And uh, it's not really into riding motorcycles yet, but we're going to get there. We're yeah. going to get to the point where the cat will go riding with me because nobody else will. And, and uh, you know, that's, that's, on, that's on you as well. Martin Gomey says, hire a professional.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, do you know any? <laughs> Martin, do you know any professionals? And professionals are hard to find. Um, we, do, what? Experts. We like experts. What's an expert, Bob? I don't know. You don't know what an expert is x means former and a spurt is like sometimes it's a flash in your pants um okay we're we're gonna try that martin um we're gonna do the best we absolutely possibly can um so uh, later on when i'm gonna i'll ask it specifically for kind of comments on on stuff but one of the things that might make this um a little easier on the eyes is multiple cameras Uh, multiple camera angles and that requires that requires having someone that's like kind of a producer and then um that way when it goes up on the youtube so if you are now watching this show on the youtubes i want you to comment back and say hey yeah this would be better for this format and if you're listening to it on soundcloud or on one of the you know it's in a podcast format on itunes or wherever you get your podcast uh send us an email back an email back to jimmy at com. send me an email and tell me where you're finding this and if you're not able to find it or it's not on your list let me know because i can do some stuff um to to make it search a little bit better so um hey uh, mark daniel says it's a great tech talk taco tuesday today mark i have it on good authority that you're um, in communications with my bartender, who's trying to negotiate uh, getting you out into Pahrump. He's he's he, want, he want, Mark wants to get out of California, and uh, and Janie is selling Pahrump as the ultimate uh, place to live. And you're shaking your head like this. What if you like riding dirt bikes? We just really need more people from California here. Dirt, good dirt bike people. Yes. Well, yeah. Somebody that doesn't ride wheelies up and down the street. Yeah. We need those people. We need people that want to leave California and leave all that crap behind. The way they yeah. California there. Yeah. Leave and Cali- make California, California. I guess everybody's moving to, to Idaho and to Texas. And those are the dipshits that, that need to go there to those other, they're, ch- you know, they're probably chasing good paying jobs and stuff like that. But if you just want to come out here and ride dirt bikes, yeah. good, responsible dirt bike users. We want you. Yeah, we should. Dirt bike uh, prompt is open for dirt bikes. And actually, I've got to share. Um, I got a new survey that, that for the state funds, like the recreation funds. There's a new survey that I just got because I responded to the first one. I have a link to the second one that you can go in and say, "Hey, they they got more specific about it." And now you can say, "Hey, OHV recreation," and because that's where they determine how a lot of this money gets spent. You know big recreation dollars that come in from um uh taxes on your fuel and things like that as well as our sticker money you know the the OHV registration sticker so um, more cameras equals more opportunities for failure did you already did you already text george back and tell him that's the very um downside outlook that's not that's not that's not don't what are we what are we supposed to be positive reinforcement around here
0: Constructive.
1: Constructive criticism? Yes. That's downright negativeness. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's why he's not in the studio. We banned him. Yeah. I could, I could, I could unfriend him or something like that. Um, and, and, uh, Kyler says, don't send him to Idaho. <laughs> My Idaho. <laughs> uh, Scott Glimp says he'll ride with me. Um, I used to race with Scott Glimp back in the day. Um, yeah, it's actually you don't want to ride out here right now. It's it's really really silty. I took the I took the Beta 200 out for a ride and we need to have a segment where I talk about the thing I'm testing or the bike I'm riding. That would be yeah. a good segment. So, yeah. let's make that the Beta 200 tonight. You got to remind me to do this also, Logan. Put that on your notes. You do, do you do you have notes? Show notes? No, that you just fake that.
0: Yeah, um, I don't know. Should you, I put them on this?
1: Did didn't I tell it? What was the text I sent you today? Do you want me to look it up? Where's my phone? I lost my phone already. I might have to go get it.
0: Get your show notes ready for TTT and have your segments dialed.
1: Right. Okay. So the show notes—the one that you just went to that you fake typed on. Yeah. What did you say? What did you say back to that text?
0: Uh. Okay.
1: Okay, so that means you you did it. Did what? Right. <laughs> Sh- show notes. I said, get your show notes ready.
0: So, like.
1: Right, you would have the things you were going to oh. talk about. Yeah, so. Oh. Yeah. You, you, this, this brain is only, it, it can barely operate <laughs> me. I can't operate you at the same time. Aren't we supposed to talk about motorcycles in this show? Yeah. Okay. Um, who's the other sponsor of this show?
0: Um, Honda. Right. With their new 2021 have CRF.
1: We, have you ridden one of those yet? No. There's a test of the RX up on a dirt bike test. Uh, Scott got his test done. So if you're, if you're interested about the RX, not the 450R, but the RX, you can go on a dirt bike test and see that test right now. Just saying. Okay, keep going.
0: Um, Honda's new 2021 Sierra 450R is designed to take you straight from the starting gate to victory circle. This awesome open-class motocrosser features an all-new chassis, a major engine overhaul, new suspension, and new bodywork. And you can forget about clutch fade, adjustment, and, or hand fatigue with the new hydraulic clutch system. Lighter than ever, the Sierra 450R explodes out of corners when it's time to increase your lead. So... Get on down to your local dealer and check out the 2021 Honda Sierra 450R. Go to mx.honda.com to see our full lineup of competition bikes. The Sierra 450R is intended for a closed-course operation only.
1: Awesome. Yeah. So, uh yeah, go to your Honda dealer. I, I actually want to ride the 450RX because I liked the 450R right away when everybody else – at the all the other magazine jockeys um started complaining about i said this is a really good bike for regular people and i'm kind of like regular people level on a motocross track right now and and if that if that same thing carried over to rx that would make that bike that much better because i liked it before i liked it in kind of an aggressive off-road sort of grand prix race bike style it'd be um really interesting to see if the new one is like that. T.W. Hicks says, I got pulled over by a fine prompt cop for going 21 in a 15 zone. Zone, You know T.W. Hicks? You know him in town? I don't. I don't either. Yeah. So, uh, um, they do that. Kurt Huff. Is that the Kurt Huff that I used to race against in the ISD qualifiers and was on the six-day teams? Um, always great riding here in the flyover states. <laughs> um, okay. George is doing his job. For guests to, perp- to pis- participate, says Chris Reel, have one of the monitors for them to be present virtually. Also, schedule a five minute topic a week in advance. He's talking about um, something that uh, my um, uh, God bless him. F- um, Former uh, KTM factory mechanic Dave Chase, uh, rest in peace, told me prior proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. You got it. And uh, yeah, that's true, Chris. I, <laughs> I would, uh, I would, proper preparation, that would be like you doing your show notes, Logan.
0: I'm not sure what show notes are. Is it like just, Get ready for what you're going to say on the show.
1: Yeah. You know how, you know how like sometimes when you go to school, I mean, and I say sometimes because that's what you seem like you do these days. do in school. School. Okay. So you know how you do homework? Yeah. In school so you can be ready for the next lesson? Yeah. It's almost like that. Except here you're going to get ridiculed and in school they just go, oh, Logan, it's okay. You're just um, special. So yeah, we don't do that. Uh, Scott Glimp says, looking to get a seat concepts comfort seat for my KTM 1290 Adventure R. The stock seat is hard on the butt. After riding 200 plus miles, riding two up, will it make a difference? Uh, Scott, I can speak to this specifically. I have a seat concept seat on my um, 1090, and I love it. It's actually the tall seat which uh, freaks everybody out because at, at 5'10", I don't really have the leg length to comfortably put my feet on the ground. Um, but I wanted a tall seat because it's way more comfortable. And believe it or not, they're so worried about the seat height in these bikes, they cut the seats down and then you get what you just explained. They, the minimum amount of foam and they're they're bucketed out and you're, you're not very comfortable and you can't move around. So it's more like a single seat on a dirt bike and even riding two up you 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 can kind of you both can adjust if you need to on on the seat i wouldn't get the ribs though (laughs) on on the uh for the for the double seat i would go with the i would i would go with um a non-ribbed version of a of the of the tall seat there's gripper gripper stuff on the side but they make um they know their foam Uh, that company uh they make their own foam and they definitely um get it right i have their seats on a couple of my uh a couple of my uh 500s and 350 exes that i kind of switch around there's actually one that's a it's all the what's the what's the nagahide what's the yeah it, cool. it's suede yeah the suede seats that are, they're on all the rally bikes and stuff and and I have one seat like that, and it just gets moved from whatever bike that I'm riding. And like Heather even said, take that seat off the 350 because she went on the tour with Johnny last time and put that seat on this bike. So um, it was on the 350 I was riding today. I'm just glad my cat didn't claw into it. You know, yeah. Hey, you know that, that um, doormat thing you guys got me? Yeah. The cat loves it. Like when it comes in, claws right into that thing. You actually see you can actually see where the like it's like a little it just gets on that thing and and uh raises it so um yeah, the tall seat not the rally one Scott says so um let's see um what is the next thing we had here uh so I had a question from Danny Turner actually no is listen to this you want to read this Logan um cuz that's your job to read the you know read yeah. the read the the questions we'll see how these go like the first question reads were pretty rough too but we're getting better at this cuz i'm thirsty
0: uh you deserve some credit you helped sell a recluse it is a, the best thing i've done to my 2020 xc300 for my writing style and the writing i do also me to allows me to run more in third and helps keep my pace up plus makes things much easier the final laps of the 2 hour races we do still waiting for your return, return review of the craft explore, explore stuff
1: okay so let's hit the recluse before we get too yeah. deep into this he he's got a couple questions in here so um So what Danny's talking about is um, just and he's he's racing and he's like recluse racing. I think we recommended it. I said he was he was I think I recall correctly he was complaining about the hit. The power was kind of, you know, snap was kind of tiring him out. And a lot of times when you think about it, if you're if you're. Whether you're pumping the clutch and kind of, you know, not trusting the torque of the bike, and so you're letting the clutch back out when there's higher power, that's making it jerk, or you are really trusting the clutch and you're letting it go down to where it's almost stall, and then you have to gas it again to get back on. It makes the bike really, really yeah. jerky. And so he's talking about those like second, third gear, and, and we're talking about like GNCC or, you know, kind of... Um, Hair, hair scrambles um uh, you know grand prix style racing where you're in that second third gear stuff all the time and when you can comfortably switch to third gear and know you're not going to stall and then trust that you can get on the throttle pretty hard and then it's smooth it's really smooth the way it engages kind of like you would if you weren't tired and everything was perfect and you just like roll the, roll the clutch out and it just, it just pulls. So you don't have to make that shift. Like I, that was the, I remember riding the very first, it was actually called a Revlock clutch in the early days. We put it on an XR 400 and I rode it in Tacati in Mexico. And I, I noticed instead of going around the turns in second gear and I was going around them in third gear and those clutches were notorious for getting fried and it was so much faster. Because you could just you could just roll it on and it would it would slip it in and then engage and then it would pull and go and then you're going in third gear as opposed to having to let off the throttle and shift into from second to third and it wasn't as jerky and it it ends up net net making you know like quicker lap times making you faster and I actually was playing around with it clicking into like fourth gear and to test it to to do this and I was like if this clutch can handle this and very quickly I realized it wouldn't but it it, if if it could if that clutch on that bike could handle this like i would just leave it in fourth gear and just roll it on because it did such a good job and you know recluses have evolved from that you know that that was one of the first ones recluse had kind of a similar design these were the old ball bearing ones and now they have the the ones that have the ramps in them and they're all kind of accomplishing the same thing where and that's what people say They're like I don't I don't need this. And you no, you don't need it. <laughs> I don't need it when <laughs> when I ride and I prefer it. It's just one less thing I have to do. And for a lot of riders, the best thing you can do with a recluse sounds like an ad. <laughs> it, it, it actually it is an ad. We should just clip this out and put it in front of the damn show, Logan. Like when you're editing these things, which you're gonna have to edit like however many you came up with that list. Yeah. You the 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 ease of riding factor just just goes up but a lot of guys that don't they won't trust that their bike has torque at lower rpms listen to my i've got you in my pocket if you don't follow dirt bike test on instagram go to dirt bike test on instagram i got i got something else i got to tell people to do too um go to dirt bike test on instagram and there's an i got you in my pocket series and i just did like a Beta 200, I said Beta 200, like extreme enduro-like thing, and you listen to that thing. Listen to where that thing's running. It's just a 200, and it's going, you know, and you, and you, I learned this from watching some of the best extreme enduro riders in the world, but I also learned it from riding with a recluse clutch, that these bikes, if, if you're really good on your clutch, and you just have a little bit of throttle, and then you can keep a load against the, the clutch, so that it doesn't stall it's amazing how low they'll bog down and keep functioning and so um a lot of guys they 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 don't trust that the bike at three or four or seven horsepower that's enough to kind of get them going they've got to put it up to 17 and then they try to control it with the clutch the recluse does all that for you and it keeps it at the right rpm so that's what makes that um really good. Glad that worked out for you, Danny. Um Logan's gonna keep going with your question.
0: Um s- still waiting for your review of the craft explore stuff. I did an explore swap on my three hundred and it's a world better for me than the Air Force was.
1: So he, he took he got the the open cartridge, the explorer fork and replaced his, what do they call the W, the the air, AER fork. So he took, he swapped those things out, which is what he's talking about. And he says,
0: way less diction and deflection over roots and rocks after putting the right springs in there for my weight, of course, only in few situations did I have any complaints at all with the front now.
1: I want to know what his complaints are. This, this is how I, this is how I test. I'm always interested to hear how, how this works. And if the, the, the question is, is, is you're putting that fork that's designed to work with a PDS shock in the back on a bike that has a linkage, which is slightly different. And I'm going to guess, I'm just going to guess that the, that the, 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 the front and the back aren't matched perfectly. That's where that's the, the front, that the, the, the the problems you're having with the front are suffering from the back not quote cooperating with. I mean, you could do it. You could probably get it with clickers. You could probably get it pretty close. Uh, but um, that could be um, some of the issue. And and I'm I, I'm pretty sure that the the that the Explorer forks move a lot more free feeling than the the air fork the AER fork. But I've been able to get those forks to work really good in trail riding situations as well. So I think there's, I think both of them can be set up um, for either situation. Uh, but um, I, th- those are the best air forks I've ever ridden period. Uh, just, you know, in, in, I have to say that because it only takes, there's only one air, one air thing you don't have to do. There's other ones that were really good, but you had to do three different chambers on them. And it was ridiculous. And you could make those forks do anything but it took a lot of experimentation, and most people don't have the patience for that. So um, interesting. I'd like to find out what the uh, – Danny, let me know what the um, what the problem is because I, it would be interesting to try to diagnose it and get it a little closer. So where are we at? What's next, Logan?
0: Um, I have a moose ordered for the front of the 790 Adventure Bike. Also, I still – on back order with WPS, though, uh, have you had a chance to try that yet?
1: I haven't done the—he was the one that asked about putting the moose into the adventure bike tire as, quote, a run-flat device, and I haven't had time to do that. Um, we're in fly season here. Look at that sucker. Oh, he's going straight for the tequila. Good fly. Yeah, you're going to be dead in a few minutes anyways. Um i in on the creft suspension um that was on the 350 i was riding all last week i'm pretty happy with it it's more in kind of the way i asked for it to be set up it's a little bit more um on the race side so i'm trying to get my explorer forks to work a little bit more like an aer fork and um they've definitely done that and then they've addressed the bottoming issue on the shock so that's good uh i i haven't I haven't had a chance to just go out and play with the suspension, play with it to know exactly how it's working. And I have to take it off that 350 and put it onto the 500 that I told them I was going to put it on. And so, cause I want to make sure that if there's anything that, you know, that I don't want to, that if I don't want to say if I'm not happy with this or that, i didn't do it exactly what i told them i was going to put it on but then again the suspension has lots of clickers on it and that's what i've been playing with to get it right where i want it and i'm mostly playing on the forks with their they call it revalve control so um it has it essentially it's a mid-speed adjuster and then they then then their low speed adjusters supposedly work more in the low speed and i'm still haven't had a chance to go out and test i'm riding with it it's good i'm happy um, but I have to go test it so I can explain it better, cause I'm not like everybody else that just since it comes with really fancy parts and nice stickers that I just say it's better, especially when is expensive as that, as that modification is, I want to make sure that I'm doing it justice to test what it's really um, supposed to be um, capable of and things like that. So that's the answer to that question. Um, we have lots of other questions that are kind of popping up in there, huh, Logan? Uh, yeah. Okay. What's What's a good one?
0: Um, Todd Kelly kind of put in a big one. Okay. And he,
1: he has the same shirt on as you. you. You know, you guys are twins. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Guess what? Guess what else I did this week in my process of cleaning up? I shut down the dirt bike test T-shirt store. It's gone. You can't go and order T-shirts anymore. <laughs> so, as Jimmy, as your dad, as as he gets up and he goes over to check the inventory to see if he needs anything. I'm gonna get some of these. Yeah, going. yeah. You better get some. Yeah, load up there. <laughs> no, no. Take one. Take it. Oh, it's yours. Right, but... Yeah. No, no. You 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 drive Logan over here. Well, oh, we got to talk about that too. Okay. Oh, yeah! yeah. Oh yeah! Put that on your show notes. Put 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 your show notes. Go to the show notes. T- just type in 140, and we'll t- talk about it later. Um. Okay. So, what does Todd want to know? As um, you're typing in show notes, you got to multitask over here, bro. Like this, this isn't school. This is real world.
0: He swapped the electrons. E- EFI kit over to the Delphi kit on my Cristini. It replaced every electrical and fuel component on the bike. It ran great. It seemed the similar to every other EIF system. Contrary to what you previous say- previously said about the def- Delphi. 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 The throttle response was great, and that's comparing to my TPI. Um, He was riding in St. George on the Everride Rally, going pretty hard, G-outs and bike running a bit hot. But the bike suddenly quit, and I found the coil shorted out, popped open, and the installation was dripping out of the bottom of the coil. He traced the every while along the loom and he couldn't find any exposed wires or anything pinched. Have you ever had a coil fail?
1: On a Cristini, yes. We've had coil failures. Um and on a Cristini, yes, we've had wiring harness failures. You've you've seen that you've seen those bikes out there. Yeah, yeah, with you know the, the wiring harness is all torn yeah. open and all that stuff. Okay, so this is a problem with that bike, um, and uh, so the Delphi. I I'm trying to think of the I I have I have software here. I have a little thing. It's in it's on my list of things to do. I have the software to go in and rewrite to the computer, and I'm pretty sure it's to the Delphi. So I have not switched out to the to the other system. I thought I switched from one, but it's been, you know, a year since I've touched that bike. I wonder if it still runs, (laughs) (laughs) just been sitting there with gas and it's parked right next to the all wheel drive KTM adventure bike. They're back in the, you can't see this room. Yeah. You know, these special projects that just, that just kind of, you know, when, when, when you can make money selling all wheel drive, fat tire, electric mountain bikes, you make all-wheel drive fat tire mountain bikes. And actually, one of those is supposed to show up here. Really? So, yeah, we all got to go ride electric mountain bikes again. Yeah. So um, that'd be super fun. Christine, yeah, I just got some text from Steve today. I'm, he's trying to get it back from another um, a group of journalists. And I told him, well, if you're asking for the bike back and it's not coming back, it's because they sold it. And now they have to go find the guy they sold it to and try to get it back so they can send it back to you. That's the way most journalists work. <laughs> it used to be that way in the motorcycle industry, like a long ways back and but in the bicycle industry that's kind of you know they just like you send them the bike and they test it and it just kind of disappears then, yeah vaporizes that. you want to get a job in the bicycle testing industry
0: uh not really
1: not really what do you what do you want to do when you grow up Logan um I don't really know. You don't really know but. doors, right? I don't say that. <laughs> doors. That's yeah. it. we had this discussion on the show once before, right? The record, I think yeah. I think we went into like like the the Tyler's going to the door business. Yes, we do. Yeah, your sister's going to be installing doors. Yeah. pretty soon. Yeah, Is she older yeah. or younger? Younger. Younger. Well, you'll be doing it first. Yeah, you'll have to teach her. <laughs> That sets up the, the trades. It sets, you know you go in there and you learn. You learn by doing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you know how to install a door?
0: I can put it up. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Huh. I got, I got, I got a couple mobile homes over there we need to talk about.
2: <laughs>
1: I did painting today. I'm, I'm actually getting pretty good at it. I've done enough of it. I've done this, this house, that house, that mobile home, that garage. Like you do something a few times and the first time sucks. You screw everything up. Yeah. And you should have paid somebody. But after the third or fourth time, you know, you watch enough YouTube videos. You make all the mistakes that they tell you that's the way to do it. Like the guy that's like saying, use this paint. And they say not to do this, but mix this into it. And you're like, oh really? (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, Somebody wants to know about leg extenders. That's Victor. Uh, for the tall seats and the adventure bikes. No balance. Do you ride with your feet on the ground? Oh, this should be an ad for my school. I'm going to do an ad for my own school right now. If you ride with your feet on the ground Uh, Because you think that's how you're supposed to do it You should come and see Jimmy Lewis Off-road training Because we'll teach you how to ride like a normal Person on your motorcycle Where you ride with your feet on the foot pegs Standing comfortably and relaxed And you can ride through sand and mud Uphills, downhills And hardly using any effort at all It's like magic In fact, we have a magic pill That we don't sell You actually have to come out and take the class And do the training If you're more interested in this, go to www.jimmylewisoffroad.com and sign up for our newsletter because that's when you can find out when our next class is. Unfortunately, the last one of the season is sold out, so you can't come to that. What does Dean Kemp want to know? Do you know? I think Dean's a horse because he says, hey. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, like H-A-Y.
0: Jimmy. You can tell kinda you sold a set of big block tires. Getting them for my T7 is it better to go from a 150 70 18 to a 140 80 18? What are what are your thoughts?
1: Funny you ask this cuz I was asked this today um by a friend of mine who has a 10 700 and they were they wanted to know which one. I'm I'm 140. I'm 99% sure that you want to go with the 140, which is a slightly smaller one. Uh, the 150 70 is is gigantic. It's made for the like 1290s, and I go back and forth between 140 and 150 on my 1090, my 1090 and 1190. I have a few sets of wheels that I kind of swap between them. And for for dirt off road riding, I prefer the smaller tire. For on road riding, the bigger tire is better because it just feels like it has um just the way it rolls into the turns is a little bit smoother but off-road it feels like the smaller tire actually bites better and makes the bike feel more more lively it doesn't it doesn't float as much on loose surfaces it kind of cuts down into the uh into the gravel or dirt or sand or whatever it is so dean yeah go with the uh, on the t7 I'm. I'm pretty sure. I think in the video. I don't know if we actually talked about what side of what size it was, but I'm 99% sure I put the the uh, 140 on there, and I, I will let uh, Kenna know that uh, I sold a set of tires because that's kind of why they have me as a they help out our schools as a brand ambassador. You know so what does Steve Camrad want to know?
0: Arm pump prevention and best handle bump sweep for east coast enduro
1: wow arm pump that is uh you get arm pump logan
0: um not recently
1: not recently but you yeah. have before yeah when when do you get it
0: grabbing the bars too tight
1: but like do you get it like on your first ride in the morning like when you just leave the house and you're you're out riding, or is it at a race, or when do you get arm pump?
0: Uh, just whenever I forget to let go of the handlebars.
1: Whenever like you whenever forget just. to— <laughs> Yeah, his dad's eyes light up, let go of the handlebars. Well, it's because he, he goes to my—he teaches at my school. We talk about, like, I'm riding around waving at everybody and yeah. stuff. No, 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 no. When you're too tight. Yeah. But mostly at racing.
0: Uh, do you ever, no.
1: Oh, trail riding. No. No. No particular— No particular time.
0: Spot, but just whenever That's, I—
1: arm pump is the weirdest thing because i get it every once yeah. in a while and it's generally for me it's when i when i go out a little too hard like if i if i'm if i'm at the track and i just go if i know the track and i don't like warm up do not warm-up lap and i just go right into yeah you know And and um there's a lot of different i've heard a lot of different explanations and reasons for it you know it's, it's some people say it's you know you're you're it's the way you're built. It's certain muscle sheaths that tighten up certain. It's what you eat. It's it's the way you warm up or not warm up. And then, yeah, it's the bar bend. It's how much you grip and hang on like you're talking, like you're talking about gripping yeah. the bars. Um, so, Steve, I'm going to give you the answer here in in a second. Um, sorry I had to wait nine minutes for this. But here is something I want everybody that – because we're getting some really good questions tonight. Everybody that's live on Facebook right now, I want you to go share – i'd like you to share this thing that we're doing tech talk taco tuesday i think there's a way you can do it you just go on the button share it in a group that you're that that you see where people ask weird questions i don't ask everybody to do this that often you know share things all the time i I don't say hey go click through our link on amazon which you can on our website you can go to you can go to fresh dirt and there's an amazon link there and then we get a couple nickels back to kind of keep this ship afloat and do this stuff um Cause I hate hearing it too, but <laughs> unfortunately you lemmings need to be told what to do. And one out of every 100 of you will do this and it does make a difference. So I'm going to answer the arm pump pump question. Um, Cause I know a couple things about arm pump and, and then hopefully when people come onto this, after you went and shared it, they'll go, wow, I actually learned something. Cause they won't have to listen to us talk about you and going to school, and how your heart rate goes up to 140 because you just got your learner's permit. Yeah, and you got your heart rate went to 140 driving over here today.
0: On average, 140.
1: On average, yeah. What was the peak?
0: Uh, probably 170.
1: Whoa. You, you know, I um I work with some athletes, high level athletes that may you know do things like you know win Dakar. Yeah. Their heart rates don't go up like that when they're racing rallies. So you, so it, you're as stressed out as a guy racing Dakar, yeah. driving your dad's what is it? A F no, it's a two, it's a Dodge it's a, Ram twenty five hundred diesel. Diesel. Yep. That that's pretty good, Logan. That's that's that that's showing concern. Did you yeah. get arm pump when you were driving <laughs> the truck over? <laughs> Did you? No. No arm pump. No. No. He had
2: to be a white knuckle in it. White knuckle in it? How you
1: man? Well, it's cuz you are just sitting down. So, okay, so here's the <laughs> So, so here's the question on arm pump. So, it, it has for most people it has a lot to do with gripping, grip strength. Yeah. Like squeezing too tight and it just tightens up your your forearm and i'm not a physiologicalist or anything like that i don't even play one on tv in fact my my wife used to be a massage therapist and she used to say the names of muscles and things and i'm like yeah just no, no just keep massaging it's, it's all good um but it's a lot of times when you start squeezing super tight it just it starts locking up it gets worse and worse and worse and from what i can tell with So like I said, when I go out in my first lap, you know, I'm squeezing too tight and that's what starts causing it. And it seems like once it starts until you can like give it a chance to cool off or, you know, it doesn't go away. So everything that contributes to the way that you hang on to the motorcycle contributes to the arm pump and before i would ever go and get a surgery where they you know cut the sheath and do all the different stuff and i've heard of different things where like it's the wrong kind of training it's like overtraining and you build muscles up that aren't the right ones for what you're hanging on my go to just like we talk about in school is don't grip the damn handlebar so tight if you're doing it right you don't have to if you're if you're loose on the bar so generally you think about the way that you're riding either your setup is so out there you know your bar bend and stuff like that is so wrong that it's causing you to hang on weird but 95 percent of the time even with good riders it's that they're out of balance on the motorcycle so they're not putting their weight into their feet like they're supposed to they're hanging on to the handlebars so imagine like walking out of balance i don't care where you do walking upstairs or or just walking along and try to knock yourself out of balance while you're walking and have to hang on to something a guardrail or 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 a walker but out of balance and enough to hang on to this and do this for three minutes your arms are going to pump up your arms are going to get tired if that's how you're because your body's not designed to hang on to something like this you don't practice this and then you get on your motorcycle and you just think, oh, "I'm going to ride like you know Ken Rockson," and you, you you you're not, and then you're hanging on, you're squeezing. Actually, I should say Ryan Hughes because <laughs> he's the one that talks about like unlocking the hips and all this other stuff. He's he's out there, but in a, in a good way. I mean, like, he, 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 you know, he's, he's kind of crazy on some things, but yeah. really really good on other things. Um, but you're you're squeezing too tight and and it's just not allowing the circulation that you need to go through, maybe I don't know I think the circulation still goes through it's just not able to accomplish the job, so you're probably out of balance. you are out of balance on your motorcycle, like whether your bike bike is balanced or not it's a whole different thing, but you are hanging on and it's not allowing you know your 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 grip to ever you're never able to recover and once it starts going south, it goes south literally. If I arm pump, I have to slow down so much. And luckily, I know this now. It's like, hey, you're you're not putting your weight on your feet. You're hanging on the handlebars. And I can kind of do it and still ride, but I have to slow down quite a bit to figure out how to get back onto my feet, balance more balanced on the motorcycle. So, um, yeah, Steve, hopefully that um, – uh, That helps out. Oh, and George says that my school is the best prevention for arm pump. And if you think it's the bar bend, don't go changing your bar bend until you figure out how to ride properly. Because if you get a bar bend for improper riding, guess what? If you ever start riding properly, your improper bar bend is now improper again. Um, We see this all the time, especially people say, I need taller bars. It's always taller bars. And it's like, no. You you need to learn how to stand up and, you know, or, or even, even when you're sitting down and like a lot of times the hard, high bars when you're, when you're sitting down are a real problematic thing. So, um, okay. Uh, Ryan says, breathe easy and ride more. Hmm. Yeah. Both those things are good. <laughs> I wouldn't complain about that. Um, Another question, Logan.
0: Um, I don't, I don't think that was for. Oh, wait, yeah, it was.
1: Hey, you see Mike Spurgeon, comment there. It says we're working on developing a get ECU setup for the TPI bikes that will remove the oil injection system. Why would you want to do that? And turn those bikes into a premix machine for the guys who want to reduce the weight of those components and eliminate a slight but. Possible issue of oil pump failure. Okay. The yeah, weight. The weight. The, the, the <laughs> those guys put the kickstart, Take but the electric start off and put on, the Kickstarter back on. Kickstarters. And yeah.
2: Why not get
1: a YZ? <laughs> Actually, those are the guys that don't need a recluse clutch either. Yeah. yeah. Um, why not get a YZ? <laughs> you, you know, the, the funny thing is is um, the, a guy came to our class that had this crazy get fuel injection system on his tpi bike that moved the injectors back into the intake manifold they took them out of the the out of the transfer ports and put them into the and and i rode the bike and it was it was it felt like it was definitely developed on a dyno um because it just didn't carburet. we'll say carburet. it didn't carburet as nice as the tpi all of a sudden it felt like all of a sudden you're back in this like you turn the throttle and it waits that half a second and it goes you know whatever like what carburetors used to do and i'll talk about this all day long like everybody complained about fuel injection on four strokes they weren't as fast they didn't make as much power like this well look at what these guys are doing on like super cross tracks now Everybody's wondering why the lap times are coming down so much. They're in the same stadiums with the same length tracks and they're two and three seconds a lap faster than they were a few years back. It's because they're getting they're getting away from all this horsepower and they're all starting to think about traction and drivability. So they can they can do things in between. They can do things where before they didn't they were all worried about having power, but that power spun the wheel and they couldn't get the drive to do the next jump. And then all these guys are doing is going rip, rip you you listen to them and they you if you listen to one rider on a supercross track it doesn't sound like he's riding his motorcycle it's just off the bottom and even the 250f's believe it or not a little bit higher rpm mm-hmm. but that's what makes a factory 250f so good cuz they have torque on the bottom and then they and they pull and sure they'll rev them out to when they need to but um so uh yeah i'm you know what the Beta 200 I'm riding, which we're going to talk about in a second, I love the oil injection on that. I loved it so much that I forgot to take oil with me on my last ride. And I had to, I literally wanted to go on one more ride. I wanted to fill up the tank. I had the gas, I didn't have the oil because it, it, I just kind of forgot about it. And it, you know, eight, nine tanks in or something like that. And the light came on and i you know and so i filled it up because i i know it's like usually one and a half two tanks when the light comes on light came on and i rode it and i pulled the air filter out and looked at it real close and like phew, i had to calculate the ounces like no that that ain't gonna make it i can't go riding anymore <laughs> so uh, bad on me for the, the the convenience i would never take oil injection off and i mean the failures are so few and far between. It's just like any failure you ever see on the internet. The one guy that has it happen, he posts it or, you know, his buddy, usually his buddy posts it, posts it and buddy posts it. And then everybody else takes it and copies it and go, look what happened. Look what happened. Look what happened. Look what happened. And then every bike that ever had that part on it. Now it's in the, in the midst of failing, it's about ready to fail. But in all of the oil injected bikes that I've had, um, probably test bikes eight nine ten of them now i've not had one failure but i also have not run some wacky oil that doesn't work i've run oil that says works in oil injected machines and some of it has not been the name brands that you're familiar with i've tried different oils in fact in the beta right now it's a mix of two different oil injected things and it's i wrote it 60 miles the other day barely (laughs) barely 60 miles it was it had no more fuel left in it. it had oil but no more fuel so um yeah uh it would i i mean if there's plenty of guys out there that think they need this stuff so mike taco mike which um you're gonna see his logo up here pretty soon he's gonna pay you to put those old episodes up that's where that's coming from taco mike is um and he sells a lot of stuff he sells a lot of these ecus and different things like that and if there's somebody out there to buy this stuff and wants this stuff he should make it that's great if if somebody thinks that's the the way to go but the reason that a big manufacturer like ktm or like beta puts oil injection on these bikes is because that's what the customers want and they may not want it in the in the get go in the beginning. They may not want it, but once you start using it, and Beta still will sell you like the two hundred. You can get the two hundred, the race edition or the factory edition or whatever their factory one is, and it comes without oil injection, so you can still mix your gas if you want to. Um, but I like the one that <laughs> I just pour oil into it and ride it, and um, it does as good a job. Have you ever seen me mix two stroke oil, Logan? Oh yeah. Yeah, sketchy. Yeah. yeah. I don't like the ratio, right? That's one extra step. I just like going like this in the gas can. So, trust me. It's good. Um yeah, and and I have not really heard of a ton of um things. So, hey, you guys got a few more people on here. Um what do you think of some of the advantages and disadvantages that setup might be? I just said it. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I didn't even read that post, but I just went ahead and ranted on it anyways. Um Steve Camrad says Skylar going to Husky. Yes, Skylar House got a Husky factory rally ride, which is really good for Skylar. Um he now he has to put up or shut up because there's nothing more to complain about. You have the factory bike. I sure hope he got paid. I hope he's not. <laughs> I hope he's gets. he gets some salary or money with that that job um as well so uh that's because that's important um uh, steve says he's taking my class uh was steve the one that asked about the arm pump Yeah. yeah okay okay so steve knows how to stand up do you remember teaching steve
0: um maybe
1: maybe yeah you remember him specifically no no (laughs) <laughs> okay so you just got your learner's permit yep so it was the drive over here your first drive
0: uh I drove home from DMV and then that was pretty much it it's
1: so DMV in Pahrump yeah so it's kind of sketchy the roads of Pahrump the the dark streets of Pahrump yeah do you get to drive home tonight too yep yep at dark yeah oh awesome yeah yep Surprised your dad's not hitting me up for some tequila. <laughs> Designated driver. This is good. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> so um let's see here. Any other questions?
0: Uh Mark Daniel says, what was my dad's heart rate?
1: I should check. Yeah. They came in here asking about GPS watches, and I couldn't figure it out. Now, all of a sudden, we're checking everybody's heart rate. Yeah. So I'll do mine right now here real quick, see what I'm doing when I'm running this show. Victor says, here's my two cents worth. Um, It's no excuse, but if I don't drink one or two beers before riding, my hands go numb, not my arms, to the point of pain. I'm totally serious uh victor we don't endorse or recommend any of your recommendations on this uh, podcast but we do like to have you as a top fan evidently and uh, george chimes in george spelled jorge uh arm pump is created by restricted blood vessels in the forearms the restriction backs up the blood coming in from the heart while the blood is backing up, more blood continues to be pumped into the forearms, and the result is a blood traffic jam. Did somebody Google that? <laughs> no, that, That's what it is. Oh, it, it sounds accurate to me. And yeah, the blood can't get back. Uh, and and my wife, uh, it says Heather says, "What about getting some flex bars?" Um. You know, I think they say that it reduces arm pump, and I don't get arm pump that much. So flex bars, which are on most of my bikes, must work, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that could that could fix it also. Although I can't say definitively that that would be the answer. But um, let's see. Chris Real says, I adjust the angle of my arms and relax by standing up and not gripping too tight. Good gloves work well for me. Gloves are another thing. Um, especially we see a lot of guys, especially uh, street riders that are transitioning over to the dirt, um, wearing big bulky gloves. And you think about it, you know, you're trying to do some intricate tasks and on road, you just turn the throttle. You barely really use the clutch and yeah, you might use the front brake a little bit, but it's, it's not like it is in the dirt where there's so much stuff going on. And that's why we wear gloves that are a little more they give you a little more dexterity on the uh on the um on the bars. So um curly stoke Kyler, Kyler Stoker says Sean Casey had a question about rear spring rates. Oh, yeah. Straight rate versus progressive. We've <laughs> gone through this before. Um so he's talking about a PDS suspension. You know we're talking about, Logan?
0: PDS suspension?
1: Yeah. You know about that? It's the one on the KTMs with no linkage? Yeah. Right. So um I did see that. It was like first right off the bottom of the, or right off the top of the show. So I did I did miss it, blame me. Um so currently KTMs come with a progressive spring on their PDS bikes. But there was a time when they went back to straight rate and they've bounced back and forth a couple times. In that time. And I'm pretty sure that I always liked the progressive spring. So the earlier ones, did there do the early, early ones, or was the kind of the second generation PDS have a progressive spring because they went away. They kind of went back and away. I've always preferred, preferred the progressive spring. And, and there's a valving setup that, you need to have working in conjunction with the spring. So you can't just take an old straight rate one and throw a progressive spring on it. And I know now a lot of the guys that are tuning them are putting straight rate springs on them. That's their, their thing. They say KTM got it wrong and I have it better and they valve it and go back to go back to straight rate. And they, they, but it's, I'm pretty sure for most people it's, it's apples or oranges. It's you either like one or another cause it's a, it's kind of a, it's kind of a feel. Um, so yeah, I, I, the pros and cons, mm, it depends on what you like. Um, typically the straight rate, well, it, it depends on how they set it up, who's setting it up. Cause a lot of times when they go with the straight rate, they'll, they'll, valve it initially softer so it moves a little bit freer and then try to allow the pds piston at the end to do a lot more of the work Where now with the the progressive springs they're asking the spring to do a lot of that work and then the valving tends to be a little bit more consistent so um and maybe that's why when i sent my creft shock back because it was bottoming out too much um maybe there was something to do with that, but they've, they've continued to use the progressive spring on that, on that chalk as well. So, um, but they definitely increased the bottoming and they were kind of surprised that I thought it bottomed as much as it did, but they're also based up in the Pacific Northwest and, but you know, out in Bend, they have, you know, they're in Bend and they have high speed stuff and they have whooped out stuff. But, um so, it wouldn't i I could see where the setup they sent the first time if you were just riding really snotty you know single track technical single track trails that that setting could have worked but it just didn't work when um when i started going faster it just it bottomed way easier than stock and i know this now because now i have one that's that's a lot more similar to stock and this is what i'm playing with so okay so uh sean sorry about delaying on your question But that's got another one. Logan, Logan here. Logan,
0: (laughs) there's really only comment. Oh, Garrett Carlson, what is better for hard enduro? Higher triple clamps, offset number, or lower? Example for YZ 250. 25 millimeters or 22 millimeters
1: for hard enduro um (laughs) um on a yz 250 would i want to change it to begin with what is stock on that i don't even know what stock is i've i've never felt the need on any of the yamaha two strokes to to change the offset on the triple clamps um and and now you got me thinking like it, would i want for hard enduro would i want to change i don't think it matters in in that in that genre there i mean in that at that point you're you're so concerned with balance and traction and stuff like that it's more about what the rear with the rear of the motorcycle is doing and it's not like you're really i'm trying to think of all the times i was riding hard enduro cuz what you're talking about when you're talking about the offset it's how the bike turns and I don't think in any time I raced hard enduro that I was ever worried about <laughs> going around a turn a little bit faster or controlling my front end. And when you're in those kind of situations, like you, you, of course, you're at the point where the bike needs to turn tighter. But at that point, you pivot turn the damn motorcycle. You put it up in the rear wheel and pivot turn it. You know, you might be coming down a switchback and you come down a switchback and you kick the back end out. So I, I don't know that that a, that maybe, a maybe for enduro tr- cross. I, uh, Enduro, Enduro. cross? That's a that. Mm, but I wouldn't want to change a Yamaha. Yamahas just have really. Yamahas are just really good. Like the handling and suspension, of the Yamaha just stock is just. It's just really middle of the road. And I mean, if you as a rider say, I want this bike to turn more aggressively. Then yeah, maybe you want a little bit different offset, or you want it to, you know, want it to be a little more stable. You'd want a different different setup. But I've never been one of those guys that wants to go right to triple clamp offset either. I tend to play with, um, I'll play with wheelbase a little bit using the using the chain length and the swing arm. Uh, that's easier, or I'll just slide the forks up and down in the tubes a little bit to give me a little bit different. Um, you know, you, you can find it there usually a lot easier than going to swapping out uh, the clamps. So I haven't um, found that as one of the better ways of doing that. So, yeah. Okay, back to arm pump. <laughs> you going to read it?
0: Oh, um, on day three of riding slash racing.
1: Because Pat- I got thirsty. Have a, that, that was a lot of questions answered in a row.
0: Yeah. Uh, have a Gas Gas e, XE 250F. Feel like the stock bars are too swept back. Nice and low, but also feel too far forward. Not far enough forward. And tried holding on with my legs and feet and stand more. Should I have the bars more forward or different bend? Stock close to... Carmichael's Bend, Mike Laffery says, 999 or 996 twin walls. 996 are a bit higher than the 999s, but also swept back less. So, first step, what should I do? Move the the back clamps forward. Bar clamps. Bar clamps forward what's negative about doing that
1: um so i i'm hoping that 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 you're talking about the current the new gas gas which is a ktm um and what's the so for sure the easiest thing to do is to actually move the bars around the stock bars i'm surprised you're finding the sweep on those back i mean that's a really those bikes i think have a pretty flat bend to begin with um In, 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 I used to always have to go, they they were like a 10 degree and I would always go to a 12 degree bend. So I don't, I don't know the, but they're fine. I mean, I've ridden, I've ridden them. I just find them like if you, if you think that they're back, back too far. So when you rotate, just rotating them in the clamps can, can flatten them out a little bit, but then they also start coming up. You know, so there's there's like a there's like a kind of a happy medium. There's a few degrees of adjustment there, but in the clamps going forward, so there's four different positions. There's two different bolt holes, and the clamps are are um, offset. So generally, they come in the number two position, and I'm kind of bounced between the number two and the number three position. So two is the clamps forward, in the back position. Three is the clamps reversed in the front or the more forward position on the motorcycle. And if you go to like position four, which is clamps forward, bar mount forward, it puts, for me, it puts the bars ahead of the steering stem far enough to where now the bike starts becoming a little bit unstable because the way you're turning it is on top of the, on top of the steering stem it's a little more stable on braking but when you're turning it you, you have a little bit too much influence on what it's doing and i always say think about if you were doing a pull-up on those handlebars which you know i try to say never do this when you're riding but if you're doing a pull-up on those handlebars and and your 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 bars on top of the on top of the stem it turns easier where if your bars are below the stem, you hang on it, and now you're you're swinging behind the pivot point. So that has a pretty big effect on on the way it, it is. But it's it's like one of those things. It's real easy to change the bar position and rotate those things around. And if you start moving them around and you say, "Hey, I'm getting better here," but maybe I'm running out with what I can do with my standard bars, then go to the you know go to the next logical bar bend um that'll that'll work and i love it how guys just always throw around like this bend like this the the 999 (laughs) yeah this is this is the bend and uh you know i mean i can tell you what my bend is i i run i run a um a flex bar 12 degree flex bar standard height uh and 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 enduro which which has a which has a um it has a longer pole on it so you can put more stuff on the On the handlebars, so um, oh, you already answered. Thank you. I'm gonna go setting three and rotate up there. So yes, new KTM. So yeah, we guessed right. It's always good how we can guess this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't you tell everybody about the the um, Beta 200.
0: Um. I wrote it for thirty seconds
1: thirty seconds that's a that's more than most journalists, so yeah. just let everybody know how it works um, <laughs> started <okay. laughs> it started right up, yeah, when did you write it?
0: the photo shoot oh, that's right, yeah
1: did oh, just when we were writing it back because you shot some of the photos, yeah, and then or you wrote it out there
0: i the first spot that we did, yeah the I wrote it through
1: that. Oh, goal. you wrote it between from one photo shoot location to yeah. another photo shoot. Yeah, that, that's that's a full test for most uh, most editors. Yeah, it's just like let it rip. Let let everybody know how it works. Um, <laughs> it started right up and did it go into gear? Yes. Yeah, hydraulic clutch. Yeah. Nice. yeah Yeah, I, I'm going to complain about that. Did it? Did any? Did any? Um, did any uh, like uh, stuff spooge out of the muffler because of the oil injection? Um, no, no,
0: not when I I'm going to complain it.
1: about. I'm going to complain about something there too. I'm going through all the things I'm going to complain about because I really like that bike. Yeah, yeah. Like right away, I I rode it and I was like, this thing's this thing's really good. Uh, what else? I was, there's one other thing. Oh, forks bottomed. Oh, you heard it, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, that like when we did that one little jump and it was clank. I fixed that. I'm gonna complain about that too. But other than that, there's not much to complain about. No. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good um, dual bike. I've always been a fan of 200s. I mean, I got in trouble for racing a KDX 200 when I had KX 250s at my disposal back in the desert racing days. Um, I remember riding like an IT 200 when I was a kid. It was like one of the first big bikes I was able to, you know get to ride uh that's a yamaha one and then they they brought that thing back for a while there was a dt or something what was the yamaha 200 it's water cooled because the old it was air cooled but there's a lot of different 200s but it's kind of like i always say there's a perfect size of a motor like where it just functions it functions really good and that's changed a little bit over the time but back in the day the, the right amount of power for lightweight and, you know, a good handling feeling and stuff was the 202-stroke and the 404-stroke. Those two sizes just seemed to be optimal. Like a 252-stroke, all of a sudden, it started making more power and it was a little heavier and it, it felt a little bit heavier. So for doing everything, it was a little bit too much. And same thing like even a 450 you know, at the time, motocross bike or trail bike, four fifty four stroke was just a little bit too much. Where the four hundred was like just right. It was the point. There was that three fifty, and and so now with the four strokes, like the three fifty has become the optimum size to do everything, to do really well at everything. And that and then KTM kind of even felt that maybe the one fifty was the right size to do everything. That was the gamble they took. They got rid of two hundred. And I don't agree. I mean, maybe for lighter, smaller riders, but for somebody my size, and now I'm pushing, you know, close to 200 pounds, like the 200 two-stroke is still so, so ideal. And that's the number one thing that makes this beta really good is it is a 200. And right away I wrote it and I said, this thing runs exactly how I used to spend a lot of time tuning my KTMs to make run. So, of course, what do I do? Go in the garage. I have a KTM 200. You've written it a bunch. Yeah. And I go do all my back-to-back, my battery of back-to-back roll-on tests, throttles, all this different things like that. And right when I rode the, the beta, I said, this thing just should annihilate my KTM just the way it felt. But after pulling the the, the KTM out, it was like, okay, it doesn't annihilate it. it. It has a better, it has a more ideal power curve, power delivery. It's more like a 125 that... But it's a 125 that will absolutely not bog down. It, I mean, yeah. yeah, it can, but for the most part, it's it's a it 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 has that 125 power character where it, it just builds and builds, and the more you rev it, the more it builds, and it has a little bit of a sign off. If there was anything I would do, I would try to get a little bit more, you know, peak power, but that'd be more for like a racing application for trail riding. I never missed it, and it's so good. It's so it carburets so well down low. It comes on a little earlier in my KTM where, where it starts you know making power and it and that that like that low end delivery is smoother where the KTM actually probably has a little bit more it comes on a little bit later has a little bit more power in the in that lower mid, but the KTM powers is enough to where it breaks the tire loose when you're doing something really technical where the beta doesn't break the tire loose. And it doesn't bog down. It doesn't break the tire loose. It gets traction and it gets you moving. Then you can get deeper into the yeah. power. Where I found with my KTM, it come on and I have to back it off to back it into traction. Like you know, a, a three hundred or something like that, you could you can just lug it down and it, it you you never have to bring it onto the power. But then you're also fighting a heavier motorcycle. And then when you do get on it, that power makes weight feel. And this two hundred has been like like. It's really, really good. Um, uh, the Beta ha- it Ours is the the regular ones. It's a regular RR. It's not the race edition. So it has the sax forks and the sax shock. So it bottomed out like we yeah. heard. And so I went and squirted 10 cc's of oil into each fork. And the bottoming went away. I learned this on the 300. My 300 did not have enough oil in it. Like it was below the manufacturer recommended level this one was probably at stock and it needed that extra 10 cc's and it really helped. It doesn't, it does not bottom. Like, I mean, I can bottom it, but now it bottoms when it's supposed to. So that was good. Um, yeah. Suspension overall. Uh, it's pretty good. It's like, I would call it more aggressive than a KTM um, EXC, you know, a little bit, you can race it. It's got the setting that you can race it, but you can still trail ride and, and it's comfortable and it's, Our bike probably has 20, 30 hours on it or something, 25 hours on it now. (laughs) It's got a bit of time, and it's finally really, really broken in. And it's the point where I now I want to go get the suspension serviced and and see what it's really capable of, so that's good. My complaints are the clutch, and I was told today out of if 200 people bought these bikes, four people would complain about what I'm going to complain about now. The clutch has a longer throw and not as much feel as the other betas or like a KTM. And and I'll be real specific about this: is it it feels like it it has a a longer throw, but it feels like it takes a lot of time to build up the pressure that it needs, and then it has a normal feel. I was told that there's probably in the clutch pack there's two aluminum plates in there. The 125 evidently has all aluminum, but the the 200 is a mix of aluminum and steel plates. And those plates heat up a little bit different because I also noticed that that position where it's right where I want it, where it works just fine when it's in that position, it also changes when you start really, you know, using, abusing the clutch. And the interesting thing about the beta is it's kind of like some of the trials bikes where the the slave unit is built into the side cover. It doesn't have its own individual slave unit. It's built into the the clutch side cover, kind of like, you know, like I said, trials bikes. And so I think they could use maybe a little bit bigger um, master cylinder to throw a little bit more pressure in there, get to the, build the pressure sooner. It might make the pole a little bit harder. I don't know, but um, it's not perfect. Um, it's not bad though, but it does. The, the the engagement point does move around ever so slightly, but you'd have to be really picky to notice this. And And I haven't gone out and just abused the clutch on purpose to see if something really changes but i do notice the position kind of changes and then the uh, they have zip ties on the on the muffler the little grommet between the muffler and the pipe and they're on there but it still spits out even it, it never spit out any spooge out of the end of the muffler the oil injection is just really good yeah but it spit it out there and it blew all over the shock and and all over the inside there and it's ugly but that's a pretty minor complaint other than that great bike i need to do the video um explaining all this kind of what i just did for you but i need to do it on a video so that people don't have to watch this whole stupid show to get that information (laughs) wr200 jeff that's right that's the answer. Wr two hundred. That was that bike had a lot of potential, but it was it it was built on a chassis that was supposed to be a street bike and stuff like that. So, um, oh oh, the, San Felipe Bob who just got a Beta three hundred. By the way, evidently I sold a Beta three hundred mm-hmm. allegedly. So I sold a Recluse clutch, a Beta three hundred, and a set of Kenda tires. Yep. all in this show. Um, the the switch, the power modes on that thing that's the best push button switch i've ever ridden from a manufacturer like i can usually usually i can complain about them all day long but this one does what it's supposed to like it has the blue one which is the high power one it's snappy and responsive and has the white one and it's it's just it just mellows it out so you can be kind of dumb with the throttle and it just and torques and pulls because on your do you have your two switches on your ktm no, you you don't have it. Yeah, yeah, because like KTM's like God. Separate them a little bit. These ones, they're 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 two different maps, and they're not they're not they're not dumb. They're they're the right. They're exactly what they're meant to be. And so many bikes have these two different switches. And it's like I don't half the time the one that they say is is aggressive feels more mellow to me, and vice versa. So um, yeah uh dts wow we're talking about old bikes now um 500s what (laughs) so all over the place um i didn't know that anyone was using aluminum clutch plates you learn something new every day good mark that's what you want to do on tech talk taco tuesday is learn something new the they use the aluminum plates for less rotational inertia to, to give the bike a little bit more pickup or snap um and that on the 125 that's i guess that's important for them and then um i actually on this 200 i'd be willing to try because the aggressive when you put it in the aggressive map it's pretty snappy i would be willing to try all steals if that if that for instance were the solution to the problem it's not enough for me to really want to go do anything to fix it but um it is like one of the small uh, small complaints. But overall really happy with that bike. Um if Logan would ever go riding with me, uh we could go shoot some more videos. But what'd you have, what'd you do in Vegas? You had to go play golf? No. A oh, date? No. No. Mountain biked. Mountain bike. Yeah. Oh you didn't invite me to go mountain biking. Uh, well, truck was full. Oh yeah. truck was full? Okay. That's okay. That same place we went to? Yeah. 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 Yep. That's okay. Um thought about it, but our truck is Thought so. about it. Okay. It's okay. I can just ride my mountain bike there. I, I got an electric bike now. I'll just ride there. An hour. <laughs> <laughs> so um okay. Has this show been long enough, Logan? Oh, we were gonna talk about what we can do to make this show better.
0: Um I think Rusty Nail said split these two TVs up, like ads on one and then cool stuff on the other.
1: Ads and cool stuff. Um what about having like segments? Uh what's Logan's beer mile time? He's not a, he doesn't do beer miles. <laughs> he's not he's not old enough. <laughs> he did make him do a you know I I challenged a kid to a, a a beer mile versus a coke mile. Yeah. They that didn't go very well for the kid. <laughs> um I made notes Logan, I made show notes. I'm I'm going to right here. Uh I thought I thought that um, we could have, we could actually have a, 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 you know, a more specific segment where we have the listener questions that are, it's actually, you know, a a full segment so we can concentrate on banging through them a little quicker. Although I do go off the rails sometimes. Right? I talk too much.
0: Um, I think that's the whole idea of the show.
1: Oh, should I tell stories? About what I, you know, like racing story, old time stories. No.
0: Well, I thought you didn't like talking about racing.
1: No, I like talking about myself though. Yeah. So, yeah, we don't really talk about racing. So, um, so we, we should have like a, so that would be like a whole, you know, cause that's the basis of the show is like yeah. the questions. That's the thing. And, and maybe we, we do a little better job of getting them before the show and and go there but you know you also if we're doing it live you want to have some live interaction so maybe we take you know the first three questions or you know somehow it's a little more segment or you have to actually ask them in the you know just before the show starts we'll we'll kind of warm up we'll do a warm-up and we'll say okay now it's time to ask the questions that we're going to answer on the show yeah to be formatted that would be um Uh, Good. Um, Segments would be better so the idiots don't ask about platform boots. What are those? Is that what Victor wears when he goes out to the clubs when he's drunk after riding his motorcycle? Uh, (laughs) um, Let's see. Uh, And then the other one would be the, the, the part or bike of the week section. Yeah, you know, like the thing I'm testing. One of the things that I'm testing. So, like, yeah. just like I did with the beta, right there. So I actually take a dedicated time, and then, then that way, when you're going up and putting up the card on the YouTube, you have something specific to put up there. Yes, we did this in the beginning. I used to just because I didn't. We weren't getting that many fans to to comment on this stuff. Yeah. So to to do something that's specific, um, you know. Uh, that would be good, you know, a bike or a product. And so this week, um, you know, like Beta 200 is what I've been working on. i uh, been wearing some new Climb Aggressor stuff. It's like way lighter and thinner than the old stuff, and it, it's really good. Climb also helps to show out. You know that, Logan? Yeah. Um. ODDC. Yeah. Yeah, them too. Uh, have you seen my picture on the Climb ads? It doesn't go on your Instagram. You don't see me in the wearing the no. new, new mojave gear doing big old roosts. no oh man how much? what are you on tiktok um is climb advertising on tiktok yet i'm gonna set up a conference sure. call so i i i, I I'll, I'll, that's another segment here too um so um yeah so climb uh that's, I wear climb gear because I like it. I've been actually wearing the XC light gear. If you watch my I've Got You in My Pocket, the good thing about the XC light <laughs> gear is you can see out of it because usually it's supposed to be black. You know, it's, it's an audio feature. It's something you're supposed to listen to. Like We started that because I was just ripping a 125, and I go, this is such a bitchin' sound. How do I communicate this to the world? And that was I've got you in my pocket. That's where it started, and so now I do it a bunch of different bikes. Um, it's a seg. It's a series. You can see it on Dirt Bike Test Instagram, whatever. Um, and so on this last one, people are like, "Dude, why do you put your GoPro in your pocket?" I'm like, "That's why it's called I've got you in my pocket because yeah. that's the whole that's the shtick. You know, that's the the thing, right?" It's like – and you hear – and the good thing is Klein makes pants with zippers so I can put it in my pocket and it goes zip. And then and then it's like then I'm on the gas, ripping. So much fun. Um, uh, we could uh, – every weekend, uh, according to Jeffrey Waghutal, Wag, what do you know about the Hoosaberg 570? We could have a Husaberg 570 segment. Yep. every week
0: the weekly where I
1: could where I could profess my love to the motorcycle that has so much power that like it ripples the earth and, I mean we've talked about this you have to go to old episodes to see that I, I, that's, how, that's how I explain, like like remember that that was that was one of the best stories ever. <laughs> I was is was, was Andrew and Ricky were sitting here right Andrew short and Ricky Brave and I said you know how all those hoops got there. And they're like, they're like, you you just ride back and forth down that. I'm like, no, one time when the Hoosaberg, it rippled the earth. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ding to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, oh, a Jimmy Lewis riding school tip segment. Yeah. We could do that. Actually, Mike, um, there is going to be a better rider podcast. So where we're gonna do more about riding techniques and stuff like that. And that's gonna be over on the Jimmy Lewis off-road school side of things that's coming um pretty soon that's half the reason i'm getting organized in here yeah um uh and eric de peters de petris says i'm late to the party have we talked about the new pan-american um that's the harley davidson adventure bike no i haven't talked about it because i haven't ridden it i wasn't invited to ride it i don't know anything about it other than other people have ridden it and um Yeah, you're going to have to go someplace else because I know people want to know what I think, but I can't think about it if I don't know about it. So um, let's see. Uh, Places to eat while riding in some areas. (laughs) I don't know anything about that. Um, And the other the other thing I thought of, Logan, was um, so um, we could we could have guest segments so we could we could actually have a. A specific guest, kind of like we've had Chris in here before, Yeah, we're actually each show we call somebody and, you know, knock out 15 minutes to call somebody cool in the industry that knows something about motorcycles. And I know a lot of people that know way more than I do. And maybe, you know, if we have the question that's kind of directed towards, you know, some specific thing that I can get a really good, like a suspension expert to answer the straight rate versus um, they can get deeper into it than I can. I know how it feels, but a lot of times I don't know exactly how it works. And um, the other thing I had was um, uh, Logan talks to sponsors. This is this is my uh, segment. Where, oh. well, no, it's your segment. It's where Logan. So this has to be pre-recorded. You know how I read off those ones where people send me emails where where they want to get involved and they want to optimize our SEO or yeah. Or do something like that. So what we'll do is we'll sit down here and we'll we'll get them on the phone. We'll call them because they they want to call and talk to you, or or you send an email and you get to read the email back. And I'm gonna I'm gonna load you up with them. I'll sit here with you, but I'm not gonna say anything. I'll load you up with some really cool phrases and things to say back to them. You know, like uh, you're gonna say like, uh, uh, we're gonna have to pivot off that topic right now because I want to circle back and um, you know talk about a little better collab. You know, yeah. I want to give you all these, uh, boardroom, um, jingles. So, and you throw these back at these people because half of these people, um, it's just some other knucklehead that he, he's, he's, he found a job where he can make, you know, $250 an hour working from home and he's just sending out emails to anybody and they can tell you how to do your job better. But the, the thing is, I It'd be funnier than shit <laughs> if I give you the, the right info to answer these questions we'll record it we'll laugh about it and then we'll play it up on the screen or something like that. It'd be like kind of like crank anchors, but <laughs> different um but maybe just maybe we'll actually trip over somebody that has a better idea for us we'll yeah. we'll learn something and then and then it'll force you to talk yep because you're kind of you you're really awkward to talk to on the phone, yeah. Yeah, you you even know this? Yeah, yeah. It's like a lot of awkward silences and stuff. Well, he shakes his head a lot. Like when he's on the phone. Oh yeah. You ask him stuff, he answers you. It's just in a head shake. Did you talk to your girlfriend on the phone?
0: Uh, kind of. Yeah.
1: Kind of. You just shake your head. She just talks and you listen.
0: They do Facetime.
2: Oh, you Facetime.
1: This
0: makes
2: sense, but like when he's on the phone. Oh. Logan, he, he can't. When you just that is because like that. that's
1: not going to work on this. Because remember, this is a podcast too. Yeah. So 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 this works okay on the YouTube's and the Facebook. Yeah. Right. Okay. So we'll make it even worse. This will this will be great. <laughs> so what what are the segments you thought we should do? On your show notes, we talked about.
0: Um, I wasn't sure what a show note was before this. Beginning of the show, so well. That's
1: where that's when I send you a text, and you say okay, and then you, then you would say, Jimmy, can you explain what a show note is? That, then I would that would help you out there, Okay.
2: Right? Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, you can ask. It's a it's a learning experience. We're growing here. Logan dating tip segment. Whew. Whew. <laughs> we'll get your girlfriend in for that. We, we we can have you call your girlfriend live on the show, right? Maybe she yeah. could be our first guest, our first call and guest. Um, She was on there earlier. <laughs> was on there earlier. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of people popping in here. Actually, Gabe. Remember Gabe? Yeah. Yeah, Gabe. I saw Gabe pop into the thing here uh, at some point or another.
0: Yeah, he I watches a couple. A
1: in too, Talon Taylor? Talon Taylor? From the and show in here. Oh, really? Yeah. Is he related to you guys? No, no. that's Tyler. No, he's ours, but no. Oh, really? Because yeah. he's at he's a Sportsman, right? Yeah. 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 So he's the one that got you the ex the, the trainer? Yeah. The one that led to cartwheels with Logan. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, I got a pristine one over here. Yeah. Yes, Bob.
2: It, it was Loganated.
1: Loganated. Yeah. Right. You know, the other thing is, you know how that other that other show I had you watch? It like like um the, the, the co host guy, you know, his, his side guy. Yeah. You know, he, he had a name. You know, he had a kind of like it was Stony Buds. Yeah. Like we need to get you a name.
2: Like you can't be like Logan.
1: You gotta, you know. I don't want you to be Stony Buds. Logie yeah. Like Logie Bear. Yeah. The girls call him Logie Bear. Oh, they do. Yeah. Logie okay. Bear. Logie Bear over there. So it's like you gotta change. You don't. You don't have that as your Instagram handle yet. What? Or your Chit Chatter handle. You're not Logie Bear on that one. So, um, Logan, do some research and homework. Um, well, Mark, you could move out here and you could coach him too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh tech tips are always good. Yeah, a pre-planned tech tip would always be good. I have a lot of those up my sleeve. I don't remember. Um tonight tonight your tech tip is uh when you when your sprockets are wearing out, hold that up. Get a DDC Delaney drive component sprocket. They are made of stainless steel. I've never worn one out. I still have like ones from a long long time ago and they're still on my bikes. They are nearly indestructible and unmatched it says unmatched durability and quality no unmatched quality and strength so if you are looking for a sprocket um go to ddcracing.net um and you will be hooked up and driving so okay um you want to do the honda one okay okay
0: um, Honda's new 2021 Zero 450R is designed to take you straight from the starting gate to victory circle. This you know awesome... what you do
1: when you're in victory circle? Do a shoey. A shoey? Yeah. What's? Oh no, no. Oh, yeah, you could if you're if you're if you're in Formula One. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just gonna go in victory circle right now. I'm gonna drink my champagne, mm-hmm. my champagne of beer. So keep going.
0: Um, this awesome open class motocrosser. Features all-new chassis, a major engine overhaul, new suspension, and new bodywork. And you can forget about clutch fade, adjustment, or hand fatigue with the new hydraulic clutch system. Lighter than ever, the Sierra 450R explodes out of corners when it's time to increase your lead. So get on down to your local dealer and check out the 2021 Sierra Sierra 450R. Go to mx.honda.com to see our full lineup of competition bikes.
1: And it's closed course competition only. Yes. Yeah. Good. Um so uh yeah, Mark Daniels is researching his moving out here options. Um so he's gonna come out here. I think he, he used to be a high patrol or cop. So he can probably tell you how to, you know, handle those roads without getting the heart rate up. Yeah. Logan, yeah. <laughs> Loganator. <laughs> um, okay. Well, hey, thanks, everybody, for uh, joining in and uh, watching this. Uh, again, uh, share it on your different platforms. And when you have friends ask stupid questions uh, of motorcycles that you don't know the answer to, send them to me because I can, um, you know, boost their self-esteem and help and in- increase their confidence and stuff like that. Um. We'd like to also thank uh, Climb, Recluse, uh, DDC, Takamoto, and KTM.
0: Yes. Uh, Powered by a distinct ready-to-race mentality, KTM is the world's leading high-performance street and off-road motorcycle manufacturer. With North American headquarters based in Marietta, California, over the years, KTM has built a reputation as a fierce competitor on the racetracks around the world. And at the Brand's remarkable global success is reflected in every product it develops and every move it makes.
1: I don't have any Hondas, but I do have some KTM's, and I' going to go ride one of them tomorrow. I think we should go ride tomorrow. What are you doing tomorrow? Tomorrow, school, school. <laughs> oh, I like that in air quotes. Yeah, he threw school up in air quotes.
0: <laughs>
1: hey, do, you know I got the I, I built the circle. I got the you know yeah. circle. I've got that. It's it's tight. It's in there really good. Okay. Um, and then I, I'm working on a figure eight over there, so I got to do a little painting tomorrow. But I'm um, I'm ready to ride in the afternoon. I really wanna I really want to ride. Um, and uh, we can take maybe the two two hundreds out and go goof around yeah. a little bit like that. Shoot some video. But one other thing I wanted to wanted to bring up is we're not going to talk about brands. Nothing to do with brands here. But um, we did that tire test last couple yeah. weeks ago. You you yep. got to you got to ride. So, and, and this is something that's kind of, it's just, we'll close the show on this note, but you think about it. So everybody thinks like there's, this bike is better or this, you know, and, and when you, you've got a chance to ride different bikes and they're definitely different, right? Yeah. You ride one bike and it has a different flavor than another bike and a different flavor yep. than another bike. Right. But we rode two different tires. Yes. And they were the same type of tire for the same type of train. No, like I say, don't say any brands, but and in, in you, you you know the brands. Yes. But the results surprised you. Oh, yeah. Based on the brand. Yeah. Okay, so think about this. And the reason I can't talk about it is because we were testing some, it's early, it's like early prototype stuff. But you think about this, is like if, you know, you said, oh, I, I want to I wanna go get what's considered the best. I want to go get the best and I want to get it. You would not have like if your dad went and got you the tire he would not have bought the tire that you preferred. Uh probably not. Right. And so but you see how much just a tire that's very similar yeah you, similar looking, similar, you know, like category but not what you expect. It and yes. it makes it makes a big difference. So this is something to think about with your, you know, and and this is why like credible product testing stuff is is important that there is somebody out there that can it describe because we sat there and we talked about it for a yep. while, describing the way that the tires felt between the two bikes, and then they were on two different bikes: a uh, KTM 250 and KTM 350. We switched them because we wanted to take the bike out of the equation. We want to make sure the feel we were getting from the tire was the feel from the tire, not the yep. difference between the two bikes. And the, the tire feel stayed consistent. Yes, between between switching, the bikes are very similar to begin with, but this level of product testing is kind of important. But it just goes to show that the name on the side isn't always. Yeah. And, and, and you wouldn't say that one, I mean, you definitely preferred one over the other. Yes. But it's like the ability to describe what they were doing was more important because maybe if you had. So imagine if we took those tires and we put them on a really stiff bike, stiff yeah. suspended bike, it would change the way you would feel
2: yeah probably, and like,
1: you think about what riders are doing now, you know a lot of guys are scrubbing off at of jumps to where, yeah, okay, I don't scrub off jumps, so I want more bite or more traction all the time, but if you are doing something like that, scrubbing off a of jumps, you want something that maybe doesn't have that much bite because that could go wrong yes, so so it's it's interesting, like at one level, this is important at another level, that's important, yes, so. Um, just something to to think about when you're, you know, you know, you may not have the ability to test it, but all of a sudden it's like, oh, that, that, that's got to be better. And it's like, no, you don't know. And the good thing about tires, you can just change them. Yeah. You know, you, you can try it and you know, I don't, I don't really like this, but, you know, trying things back to back and um, can make a big difference. But, you know, everybody sees that in just bike to bike, but little, it's some like we we're talking about handlebars tonight. Yeah. We we're talking about different forks switching. You know, this guy went to the level to get a different fork for his motorcycle. And that's what's cool about all this stuff. It's super customizable. You can change it. Um, you, can, uh, you can try these different things. And uh, anyways, that's what we're here to do um, to help you answer those questions. Sometimes yeah. you get a little bit too specific, but then I'm going to just kind of fire back and always go, well, like, really, what are you trying to do? Like what, cause I can, I can generally from riding different things, I can tell you this would be better or that'd be better or here's what you would, you would look for. But a lot of times it's, it's a personal preference more than it is. This is better than that. Yeah. I get a lot of this is better than that in the world. And it's like, what are you trying to do? <laughs> cause, cause what I may like, maybe not what you like and vice versa. So with that, um, we're out of here, right? Logan. So what do do we say at the end of the show? You've got to know this.
0: Um, We'll see you out on the trail. Right. Cheers.
1: Right. Cheers. Taco Moto. So you've heard us talk about Taco Mike on the show. He's been a guest host a few times. Taco Moto Co. That's how you find him on the web sells a lot of the kind of cool and unique tuning products that you need to get your emissions-compliant bike running up to snuff. So if you have questions, he has answers, and he can also sell you the stuff. So if we can't answer the question here, which we hope we can, maybe he can answer the question over there, and he can also sell you the parts that you might need to get your especially KTM or Husky dual-sport bike uh, running like a champ. Anyways, it's takomoto.co